0: Hi, this is Cage Coleman, host of Game On, and this is Our Future Is Missing. Please be on the lookout for 14-year-old female Heather Riggio, Caucasian, 5'1", 120 pounds, blue eyes, and blonde hair. She went missing May 6, 2007 from North Miami Beach. Heather has a tattoo of a Chinese star on her lower back and a tattoo on her ankle. Her ears and lips are pierced. Heather was last seen wearing a pink top, jeans, and high heels. So if you know of Heather Riggio's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Heather, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to futureismissing.com. Thank you.
1: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
2: Stars could shine
3: between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see you'll be.
2: it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself.
4: welcome to our program express yourself we're a show by for and with creative young people a platform to give teens a voice right here on the voice america kids network express yourself is produced by star style productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the be the star you are charity
3: i'm young Juwan, and i'm kaii kelly and we're your teen hosts for today If you haven't heard, Be The Star You Are charity is having its ninth annual National Essay Contest, where you can win $100, get a radio interview on the show, and win prizes like books and recognition. This year's competition has the theme of benevolence, compassion, and kindness. For more information, visit www.btsya.com. The contest runs through January 2013 and is graciously sponsored by U.S. Bank. And that sounds really
4: exciting for any writers out there who want to be published. So make sure to check out btsya.com to find out more about the 9th Annual Be The Star You Are essay contest. We also have other great news that we mentioned last week and the week before as well. And we teens have just launched the Be The Star You Are club in several local high schools. And if you're interested in joining or starting your own club, visit btsya.com slash club. We want to spread club fever and have club Be The Star You Are become a global movement for young people. Everywhere.
3: Yep, and the theme for this week is Journey Through Art. We'll be talking to Vladimir Kush, the founder of Metaphorical Realism, and his goal is to reflect the world in the mirror of the metaphor. He sounds like a really interesting person, and I'm very excited to meet him.
4: But first, we have another field reporter audition, which is always really exciting. Isabella, or known as Izzy, Fashay is going to talk to us about art before we talk to Vladimir, an esteemed artist. So Izzy is a junior at Miramani High School
3: in Orinda, California. She loves art and likes to paint and draw in her free time. Right, and when she's at school, she participates in art classes and works on various projects in her ceramics class. Other than art, she volunteers and works as a volunteer coordinator for the California Cancer and Research Institute Information Service.
4: So please welcome Izzy on to Express Yourself. Hi, Izzy. Hi, Youngju. Hi, Kai. Yeah, so we're so happy that you're with us here today. Oh well, thank you for letting
5: me audition. And you can start anytime. Okay. So um to start off my first broadcast, uh, I'm gonna talk about the life of famous artist Frida Kahlo. So let's start with the five W's: Who, what, where, when, why. So, who it is, Frida Kahlo, who's a very famous Mexican artist. What? Well, as I said before, she's a very famous Mexican artist that gave a new name to the way art is seen today. When? She was born July 6, 1907, and died July 13, 1954. Where? Is in Cuyocatan, Mexico. Why? Well, I guess this can be considered under why she was famous, and that's because her art depicts these scenes that are full of emotions, emotions such as great despair after she has had a tragic bus accident, and also the pain and loss she felt throughout her life, which is why she's such a influential artist. Now we have got the basics out of the way, why don't we do a small bio about her? As a young girl she grew up in Coyoacán, Mexico with her parents and siblings. The house where she grew up and later passed away in is called the Blue House or la casa azul in Spanish. When Frida was 6 years old she developed contractive polio and became bedridden for 9 months. This left her damaged in her right leg and foot. This incident could be considered the start of her many illnesses. Later in July 20 and later in 1922 She went to the National Preparatory School, where she was entranced by the murals of Diego Rivera, a man that would later become her husband. But before this happened, she was seeing another man named Alejandro Gomez-Ares. On September 17, 1925, Frida and Alejandro were traveling on a bus when it collided with a streetcar, and as a result of this, Frida was impaled by a steel handrail, causing fractures in her spine and pelvis which um, this pain she endured spurred many of the paintings you see today. And many of these paintings that she did are, in fact, very graphic. She did not believe in censoring them that much. This was how she released that pain. Later on in 1928, she reconnected with Diego Rivera, and the two fell in love, and they married the next year. During their early years as a married couple, they traveled around and shared their love for art. The, peop- the couple wasn't always happy, though. Through their in their later years, Frida became very depressed because of some of Diego's actions, such as when he had an affair with her younger sister, Cristina. This caused Frida to cut off most of her trademark beautiful dark brown hair. She became even more depressed when she had a miscarriage in 1934. In 1939, she divorced Diego Rivera, but they did not stay divorced for long. They remarried in 1940 even though they continued to lead separate lives. And towards the end of her life, she was diagnosed with gangrene in her right foot, which was later amputated to stop the spreading of the disease. Though she was in a lot of pain, she still painted and was commissioned for various projects. She later died in her beloved blue house due to unspecified causes.
4: Wow, that's really interesting. So, why do you think Frida Kahlo's
5: paintings are so influential? Well, I think they're very influential because she is an amazing painter, and she painted with so much emotion and detail and all this different color variety. And were do you think all of her paintings were sad and depressed, distressed, excuse me? No, um, well, actually a lot of them were portraits of herself, and if you have seen them before, you might have seen the ones where Frida is posing with a monkey on her shoulder, <laughs> and her parrots. She also dreamed of the reality she was consumed with, though, and said, I never paint my dreams or nightmares. I paint my own reality. Wow.
4: And as a budding artist as you are, what can you learn from her?
5: Well, I can learn that you just paint what you want to paint, and you always paint through your heart and um, just really show people who you truly are.
3: Do you think there are any specific paintings or specific experiences that you can stem from being inspired by her work? Well, I think that
5: you can always, um, well, you can always just paint what you think you're feeling and just get it out that way. Because that's what Frida Kahlo did. Because she was um, in pain so much from all these different injuries she's had, she just painted away that pain.
4: And is painting a good outlet for when
5: you feel sad or angry or even upset? I think it is. And painting's also a good thing to do when you're happy also. I think if you're a type of person that's very artistic, it's a good way to release your emotions.
3: Right, I definitely agree. And so I'm I'm curious now, Was there one particular incident of her art, or one particular artwork that Frida Kahlo painted that made her really famous, or that one that many of our listeners will probably recognize the
5: name of? Well, I think that one that you'll recognize the name of, um, it's kind of very graphic, but it's called The Broken Column. It it was right after the time where she um, was in that tragic bus accident, and it shows her spine as a shattered column. And, um, well, that's pretty much one of the main things, but also people might have seen the one, as I said before, with Frida and her monkey. Mm.
4: Did she paint a lot of still life, like portraits and um like nature?
3: No, I think she painted a lot of self portraits.-hmm mm. And then, why do you think Frida and Diego's marriage was always a little bit
5: strained? I think it was strange because they lived separate lives most of the time, and they weren't together a lot. And also because Diego Rivera did have an affair with Frida's sister, Christina. Mm -hmm. Was Christina also a painter? No, Christina was not, as far as I know. And do you have a favorite painting of Frida Kahlo? Yes, I do like the one where she's with her parents. It's very pretty, (laughs) a lot of colors.
3: And then um, Diego Rivera, you mentioned her because he was him because he was married to Frida. What
5: else is he known for? Well, he is a very famous artist himself, and he painted a lot of times murals, in paintings. He even painted one that featured Frida in it.
4: Yeah, I remember learning in Spanish about Diego
3: Rivera because my Spanish teacher especially loves his art. Yeah. Well, overall, thank you for talking with us today. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we head off for this segment?
5: No, I don't think there's anything left to add. Just thank you for letting me audition, and I had a great time.
4: All right, well, we enjoyed talking to you, too, but we have to take a break right now, so when we return, we'll be talking to another famous artist, Vladimir Kush, the founder of Metaphorical
3: Realism. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Kai Kelly. You are listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Make sure to check out the photos, descriptions, link, gossip, and more at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Facebook your friends to join our party. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
2: We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
1: Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
6: Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice we listen to. My name
3: is Young Juan. And I'm Kai Kelly, and we're your teen hosts. Today, we're speaking with famous artist, Vladimir Kush.
6: Vladimir Kush was born in Russia at the age of seven. He began to attend art school. After military service and graduating from the Institute of Fine Arts, Vladimir painted portraits to support his family.
3: In 1993, a dealer from France noticed his work and organized an exhibition in Hong Kong, which was extremely successful. In 1997, he exhibited in the galleries in the United States. And today, Vladimir has four separate gallery locations in the U.S., and he plans to open more around the world. Right. Vladimir is a
6: very famous Russian-born surrealist painter and sculptor who is here to talk with us today about his work, his life, and what he hopes to accomplish with
7: metaphorical realism. Hello, Vladimir. Hello. I'm glad to be here.
6: So, what, so why do you call your style metaphorical realism, for those who don't know what that is?
7: Yes, it is uh, realistic in its style and metaphorical in its essence. Uh, metaphor creates a second reality, another uh, world, so to say. And a realistic uh, style makes it, uh, makes it believable. It makes you to believe in that, that that reality exists. That's why I call it uh, metaphorical realism.
3: How did you come up with this idea? Uh,
7: that idea of calling it metaphorical realism or uh, yeah, yeah. how it was developed into that style?
3: Uh, actually, both of them, but you can start with talking about how you came up with the idea calling or how people came
7: up with the idea of calling it metaphorical realism. Uh, It was uh, around 97, 98 when uh, I had painted a series of paintings. uh, Like, uh, I I will list several uh, titles. Nero, Atlas of Wonder, Found in La Mancha, Wind, Sunrise by the Ocean. And uh, the artistic language had been refined at that time. Uh, after the decade of searching and experimenting with different styles through post imperialism I was inclined to a surrealistic style but point, it, re, uh, it was refined just like a f- formula or the equation has been created in mathematics so all unnecessary things have been removed and the language Artistic language, so to say, uh, has become refined and readable.
3: That's really cool. Can you you, and then now can you talk to us a little bit quickly about um, the how the style entirely was developed, not just the name.
7: The style entirely. uh, Well, it's. uh, I deal with metaphors. Metaphors uh, traditionally belong to the world of language. We use metaphors in everyday life. For example, the most simple metaphor there is, is uh, time is money. We we use metaphors in everyday life. There are several books that have been written uh, on that subject, uh, such as, Metaphors We Live By. Uh, and we don't even notice it. Uh, but what I'm trying to do is or what I'm doing is uh, transferring the metaphors into the visual uh, uh, the world of visual images according to, according to Aristotle a uh, famous uh, uh, philosopher from ancient Greece metaphor is in intuitive perception of likeness in the things that are different this is the most precise and exact formula of the metaphor that I ever I ever seen or read about. Uh, there is another metaphorical definition of metaphor. It's uh, excuse my play with words <laughs> by Jorge Borges, the blind writer from Argentina. You know, half he, half of his life he lived uh, blind. Uh, he said. The metaphor is, a like construction of a bridge between these two unrelated and very distant from each other uh, rocks or cliffs, and the more, uh, the deeper is the gap between those two cliffs, the more exciting is the construction. So when that bridge finally is built, it's a miracle.
3: That's very cool. And young did you want to ask a question?
6: Sure. <laughs> what other artists have the most influence on you?
7: okay um, the most uh, the artists that I would uh, would say influenced on me uh, uh, since a childhood I copied a lot of uh, old masters paintings uh, because I went to art schools and uh, one of the artists that I really liked to paint uh, to copy was Kaspar David Friedrich that's a German romanticist at that time, Russia was completely cut off from uh, the Western world because it was an iron curtain, so the art history in school was cut off at the at thirties uh, of 20th century, so we could get almost no information about Dali or Picasso or any other artists at that time..
3: Uh, uh, Interesting. Were there any experiences in Russia that helped shape your work in particular?
7: Uh, there were some uh, uh, artists in Russia, of course, that influenced on me. Because uh, I, when I studied, we uh, since a childhood we had to write the essays uh, or write-ups on different works uh, of uh, old Russian artists. But uh, the most uh, influence I got from. Uh, such artists like uh, El Greco or uh, um, uh, the Gaspar uh, uh, Friedrich, as I, I said, and uh, uh, Hieronymus Bosch, mm-hmm. but those were the artists that were accessible still at that time. I never knew about Dali because many people uh, uh, refer to my works in regards of Dali and they ask uh, if the Dal- Dali, uh, Salvador Dali had influenced on me but uh, before I was 23 years old I have never seen his work. As a matter of fact uh, uh, the artists like Magritte and uh, Claude Verland, who is still alive actually and lives in Paris and I met him several times uh, they had much more uh, impact on me.
3: That's really that's that's interesting that you grew up in the USSR, Young G Do you have any questions? Uh, I was just going to ask actually about the differences between
6: going up in USSR and modern Russia, because I had a math teacher actually who grew up in the Soviet Union, and he loved to talk about his experiences there.
7: The, uh, yes, as I said, we had iron curtains, so the only way for me to travel was through uh, the books and also through the plants. I used to grow uh, uh, different exotic plants on my windowsill and I would read where they come from and that was a way to travel through my imagination to those places. And uh, the books about uh, great explorers uh, that also provoked a lot of uh, uh, of ideas and this is part of the reason how I ended up uh, going to Hawaii. Oh,
3: and then how did you come to America?
7: Okay, so I had a show in Germany and I decided at that point that I will never turn east uh, and I kept going west and it's very hard to avoid America when you're going west all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: And also uh, in that regard, I should mention the American dream. American dream is something that is not fantastic dreams of, uh, uh, of something incredible that's going to happen to you. It's, it's when the people can apply their talent or their abilities and, uh, in the right place and, uh, and be successful with it in some countries you can spend a lot of efforts and talent into something that will never bring success so this is one of the things that uh, was uh, a, an engine in this situation when I came to US
3: right and you talk about how you like to move west and you and then it was hard to avoid America and so traveling seems to be a big part of your life now and of your art. So are there any places that you want to visit and to, uh, that will help your artistic talent or just for fun to see?
7: As Oscar Wilde once said, a famous writer, Oscar Wilde, uh, he said, uh, the nature is only capable of reproducing the things that are already known from literature or arts so to say, from imagination. So traveling to those places and finding the, those artifacts, I call them artifacts, mm-hmm. only helps me to prove myself that idea was right or powerful enough. And uh, it's, uh, it's influencing in a, a different ways because ideas are, uh, are like mushrooms, like picking mushrooms. You find one idea, you look nearby, you find another one. All right, it's so
3: unfortunate, unfortunately,
6: unfortunately, yeah.
3: so we, yes? sorry, we're, I just keep on cutting you
6: off. Sorry, you can keep on talking. Yeah, That's it's okay. okay. We're having all sorts of technical issues today, but unfortunately, we are out of time. The good news is that Kai and I are going to continue to speak with Vladimir Kush in our next segment, too. So for more information, visit Vladimir
3: K-U-S-H dot com. I'm Young Zhuan. And I'm Kylie Kelly. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit our creative community at btsya.com and this radio program at www.expressyourselftradio.com. We'll be back in a bit.
0: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
2: It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel.
6: With us here at Voice America Kids, our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Yung
3: Yuan. And I'm Kai Kelly, and we're your teen hosts on today's episode of Express
5: Yourself.
6: So we're overjoyed that Vladimir Kush is with us here for two signings today. Mr. Kush is a world-renowned surrealist painter who was born in Russia. He has four galleries across the United States and is talking with us today about his inspiration and his style.
3: Right. So, Vladimir, would you say that your art can appeal to everyone, and why?
7: Uh, it's, it's, again, due to the metaphor, because uh, when we're growing up, um, and when we're, when we're a child and a younger age, we have a much wider bridge between this uh, um, uh, emotional side and the logical side. So, we have much wider open imagination, so when we grow up it narrows down and then we have uh, we're going into the tunnel of our everyday duties and everyday work Uh, and people that come to our galleries the first reaction they get is they recognize the dreams that they may have seen or something that they had dreamed of uh, but they could never express themselves that's how they say that
3: Right, and then that sounds really interesting. And so that means, so what feeds your own creativity when you're writing and when you're coming up with these pieces that do speak to people and express things that they didn't know uh, they could or they didn't know how to express?
7: So um, what feeds
3: your creativity? Sorry.
7: Uh, like I said, uh, I've already uh, mentioned uh, Aristotle. Uh, quote about a metaphor uh-huh. so finding the uh, the metaphor is very intuitive, so that 's the first thing that uh, that comes to you is a basic metaphor. I have this painting that 's uh, called uh, green apple that 's where the caterpillar a little caterpillar goes into that big apple, and then on the outcome on the top there 's a a beautiful butterfly appearing so caterpillar let let's imagine that the caterpillar is just an idea, uh-huh. and all the creative process is inside of that apple there's only one little hole, and uh, all this complicated uh, route of uh, in is hidden inside of that apple we don't mm-hmm. see it it 's invisible it 's hidden, and this is a creative process it's hidden its it cannot be explained, but the more complicated it is that route and those ways of that caterpillar inside of that apple, the more beautiful are the butterfly wings on outcome, on the top. When right. That sounds out. like a very
3: interesting uh-huh. metaphor. And young, do you have any questions? Yeah. Um, what, do, what do you think draws people to your work?
7: Uh, they uh, recognize their own uh, uh, dreams or uh, things that they experienced before because metaphor has its grounds metaphor is a very wide river fed by poetry and literature uh, when we're growing up we know uh, we grow up on the fairy tales fairy tales are very often metaphorical. Uh, the only uh, thing is that those are metaphors that are not believable because we know it's a fairytale. Um, also, uh, metaphor is probably only genre that cannot be reproduced by a computer. Uh, computer can render any photograph in a different style, in the style of impressionism and post-impressionism. It can make it constructivism. Out of it, but the only thing that the computer cannot come up with is to imagine that, for example, this moon, it, it looks like a piece of blue cheese. Uh, this is called metaphor it's imagination it's a human imagination only capable of doing that, and that's what probably uh, is so attractive to to a lot of people
3: right. And what are the goals for your, the future of your work? What do you hope to accomplish with your work?
7: Well, I'm going in depth with the brand, because uh, I believe that uh, metaphorical ideas I don't call them surrealistic as an artist, because I separate surrealism from metaphorical realism. Uh, and the depth of the brand uh, uh, or the style is defined by uh, the diversity of the things that you can do with this so I'm uh, involved with uh, designing a jewelry uh, doing sculptures Mm
2: -hmm.
7: also I'm doing the apps uh, it's interactive apps for the iPad Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, uh,
7: and I believe that animation uh, a lot of animated films could be done from this or even games.
3: That's very cool and then how do you combine technology with your art?
7: Well, I surround myself with the right people <laughs> who know that technology. And I uh, um, I manage all the ideas and I sketch it out and I do all the hard work with them. And they do the technical uh, special work for me. Okay. And that's how we come up with all the, uh, the Jewelry, apps, sculptures, and other things.
6: And what do you think technology adds to your art?
7: Uh, technology makes uh, it more accessible to those ideas in different forms. Because now we have uh, we have all this uh, the, uh, big uh, scope of different things that people can see, they can wear it, they can look at, at it, uh, play with it, and not only uh, uh, looking at the picture, uh, two-dimensional picture on the ball.
3: And then can you tell us a little bit about your galleries? You have four galleries in the United States and one of them is in Southern California. Can you talk to us about those a little bit?
7: Well, opening the galleries was very natural for me because I never wanted uh, other galleries showing my work the way they wanted it. I always wanted to do it the way I wanted it. So uh, I started backwards, though. I started from Hawaii. So the first gallery was open in Maui, and then uh, I moved on to Las Vegas, and then it was Laguna Beach in 2005. That is in Southern California. And... um, uh, the gallery uh, is uh, um, offers a lot of variety of different things. Uh, starting with the printing uh, uh, product, like calendars and books, uh, we had sold a lot of books within uh, last 10 years, probably more than uh, 30,000 books. Uh, we have uh, we have jewelry and uh such things like calendars posters and um, we have uh, sculptures of course and paintings limited edition prints and I think that uh uh, is becoming a destination for many people because they come uh, to those places like uh, Hawaii, let's say, or uh, Laguna Beach uh, specifically just to see that as, as, it, as, it, as if it's a museum.
3: Right. That's very cool. That's really, really awesome. And let's go back to your time in the USSR. So you served in the military. Do you think those experiences influence anything you've done artistically, and what did you learn?
7: Um, While I was in the military, uh, I was designated to paint uh, uh, large murals and paintings, so that was a very good technical exercise for me. Um, I would say that the Russian military at that time was a mix of pioneer camp and a prison, I would say, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's... uh, uh, definitely I found my own niche in it and uh, I gained a lot of experience uh, with painting at that time even though I had to paint patriotic themes uh, which because that, at that period uh, that was still a Soviet Union mm-hmm. so it's uh, it was a technical uh, learning I already was experimenting with this Sort of surrealistic imagery at that time, and that was, of course, uh, very much uh, banned <laughs> and officially uh, not allowed to show to anybody. So it was it was hidden, and I was I was hiding those uh, paintings that I was doing for myself at that time.
6: Yeah, and we're out all right. So then. Yeah, yeah, I'm too sorry. Sorry. Thanks so much for sharing your knowledge, Vladimir. I'm Yang Duan, and for more info, go to VladimirKush, B-L-A-D-I-M-I-R-K-U-S-H.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, where teens talk and the world listens.
3: I'm Kai Kelly, and we gotta run. Visit us at www.ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with the reporter, Steven Zhao.
1: Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well crazy <laughs> for help tune in to Paul's around the world you'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America talk radio network host how about what's new with our network
4: Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juwan.
3: And I'm Kylie Kelly. And surprise, surprise, back from the dead this week is Steven Zhao.
0: Yes, because going to college totally means a complete disappearance from this world.
4: Well, it kind of does, seeing as no one has really seen you for several months now.
0: Andrew, I showed up at your school a few weekends ago. You can't say that. Come on.
4: That is true. I was eating lunch, and suddenly, out of nowhere, I see you. And I was doing for should. a long time. My friends were like,
3: <laughs> what are you doing?
0: <laughs> I figured I should make an appearance uh, since I was stopping by for the weekend.
3: All right. So, anyway, Steven, back... it. Steven is back on the show for a surprise guest appearance. He's been pretty busy the fa- past few months, obviously, and so our recording times happen to fall in the middle of one of his classes, but he's managed to make it on the show for this particular week.
0: Thank my choir director for canceling class today.
3: <laughs> I didn't know you were in choir.
0: Yeah, it's um, for- it's only one unit, but it takes up several hours a week, which is a long time. But anyways... <laughs>
4: Anyways, Vladimir Kush, our guest from previous two segments, had to start somewhere, just like every other celebrity or radio guest that we hear from.
0: And I'm sure his passion for art started when he was young, and sometime in his early years, he found his calling and fell in love with it.
4: Exactly, and this radio show is not about showing off the talent from around the world, but more about how even you, a random teenager
3: in the world, can become that talent in the future. And it all starts with the exploring that you do during your teenage years. So what extracurriculars do you take, and what classes do you fall in love with? And when do you hear that tiny little voice in your head saying, this is it, this is how you will make your mark.
0: And here at Pepperdine, there are all sorts of different majors, departments, and people. Any one of the students in art could become the next Vladimir. Any one of the singers in choir can become the next Elvis, I guess. I can't quote a better pop. Single person. Unfortunately, my pop culture knowledge is very lacking, and one any one of my friends in psychology could become the next Freud. And the point is, here at college, our biggest thing that we've seen as new freshmen is that there is a lot to learn and a lot to experience. I mean, I go to Pepperdine, which is a small Christian community uh, Christian college with only about 5,000 undergraduate students here in Southern California. But that doesn't mean there's a lot of things to do. I mean, we have about 120 different clubs, which the score is a little on the rich side, I will admit. And we have I think it's about $140,000 to split between only 100 clubs or so, which is a lot of money <laughs> to say the least. These clubs range from a variety of different things. we got a gospel choir going on. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the practice times for that, so I decided not to join. A TV show. Um, the it's called The Beacon, and it's actually the only show of its kind in the nation. The college produced a college-produced TV sitcom with half-an-hour shows every single month. This is something I've actually been taking part in a lot and operating sound for, which kind of makes sense, considering all the background in Skype and sound and stuff like that that I've been doing in the past few years. And it produces a um, mockumentary, you can say. Uh, I encourage everyone to watch it themselves. Sorry, just doing a plug for that show. <laughs> Anyways... The point I'm trying to make with all these different examples and different clubs out there is that the exploration that you do, even if it's not in college, is the most important part of your life that you can get. And you will never get that chance again when you're able to look at what you want to do and be able to try your hand at several different things. You don't have to be a major in media productions to join a TV show group. You don't have to be a major in music in order to join a choir. All you have to do is try I mean most college people are looking for freshmen to try new things. A lot of groups accept freshmen off the bat because they want to look for next year's new talent. I mean it's only, I've only been here for about 2 months and already one of our one of my friends who is in a different suite from me is a rising star as the they call him the Uh, What was it? The lovesick sweetheart of our grade. (laughs) His uh, music that he's been writing and performing at different talent shows around the entire campus has been quite admirable and well-known. We'll put it that way. (laughs) I know you guys have probably have a lot of questions for me about college, but I just wanted to start off by telling people, anyone who's listening to the show, that whether you're in college or whether you're just in high school, the searching for what your future is is probably the most important thing you can do.
6: And how you decided what you want to do yet, Stephen?
0: Okay. I will say that I came to here as a business administration major thinking that I would love to tell people what to do, which... I kind of do, but that aside, I took a look at the classes, and there's a lot of finance classes um, along the lines of the business administration major, and it's actually more of a management major, sorry, more of an administration finance major than the management side of things that I'm interested in. I ended up switching my major to psychology, and I will say that although your major does not determine what you want to do in your future, for me... The classes I'm taking and studying how to understand people and how to conduct therapy sessions and stuff like that is just a part of what I want to be able to do and be able to reach to people and engage them in conversation that's not about necessarily telling them what to do, but give them a chance to talk. Because I believe that a lot of people have stuff going on underneath their shells. Like we all walk around school each day with this happy smile on our face or just a regular face. And sometimes people don't really notice when things are happening underneath that show. And I think it's important that we all have a chance and we all have someone to say, hey, are you okay? Is something wrong or is anything you want to talk about?
3: It's really admirable that you're willing to or you're you're able to look at people and recognize that everybody has a story that you don't necessarily see on the surface. And so that seems like you found most of your calling at least kind of found out what you want to do. Have you met anyone else who has very obviously found their calling?
0: Well, before I go answer that question, I will say that what I want to do is also a curse because I've gotten to start listening to how people say things rather than what they say so my friends tell me not to try to be psych- so psychotic at times and psychotic. it's a it's a good piece of advice I will say to anyone in psychology other people who have found the calling I think it's really evident that there are people here who know what they're doing I mean my suite is like the music suite it's pretty awesome we have four dorm rooms with about ten people in the entire suite and within the four rooms that we have, we have three keyboards, two guitars, an electric guitar, electric cello, bongos, two recording studios, uh, a ju- um, didgeridoo, and what else? Wow. Oh, we recently acquired a banjo also.
3: <laughs> that is one so of- crazy. crazy.
0: Yeah, one of my sweet mates, he is a really awesome music producer, and a lot of his music, it's really amazing what he can do with the song and the recording system that he uses. And it's posted online, I might share the link with you guys to post sometime, but it's really good music. There's that example, there are examples of people who are in theater who are just starring and, go- I mean, we're doing the musical, uh, what? Dang, I shouldn't know what musical... Thank you. Thank you. That was my roommate. Oklahoma. Oklahoma this semester, and people are starring in that. There's a bunch of different things that people – you can see people who are easily settling in, even freshmen, settling in to where they know they find their most biggest contentment and their greatest joy in doing. And that's something that, I mean, I can look up to because it's like this is someone who knows what they want to do. And as soon as you have a passion for something – I love the quote that says – to find a job that you love and you never have to work a day in your life.
4: (laughs) Have you taken any surprising classes, Stephen?
0: Um, One of the classes that I'm in is called the Great Book System. And what this is, is in fact, uh, we don't have to take a bunch of general education courses and we focus on reading a single book and discussing it in class. Instead of having a lecture, we just sit in this round table, have 18 students, and just talk about what we've done, what we've read. We've gone through the Iliad, and we're on The Republic by Plato now, and I just came back from a discussion about the idea of loving knowledge versus loving loving opinion, and we have quite a few interesting discussions on it.
4: That's really interesting, yeah. I am taking an honors English class for the first time in high school, and it's really different that we don't really have a teacher teaching grammar or teaching how to write essays, but rather we read things and then we have a class discussion for a couple of days and then write an essay. And it's totally different. Trust me, it
0: is important to give have that chance to think and really pursue what you want to think about instead of just taking in regurgitated information.
4: yeah really important and I know a major an economist major at Berkeley I was talking to him over the weekend and he was telling me how he's taking a class called intro to oceans and that has nothing to do with economy or um, staff but it's still one of his required classes I thought that was pretty cool
0: You get quite a bit of different classes, yes. I actually have not heard of Oceanology as a class that's required for economics, but hey, it's a class.
4: (laughs) Yeah, some interesting classes in college. I feel like there's a lot more you can choose to do and a lot more things that you can pursue. Mm
3: -hmm, All right, so, sorry, sorry, unfortunately we are out of time now, but thank you, Stephen, for all your information and your wisdom on college.
0: Uh, yeah. I'll be back soon I have a lot more to say but yes
4: thanks so much for joining us here on Voice America Kids thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show thanks to our guests from across the world and thanks to you our listeners for making us a top rated program you have been listening to Express Yourself an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network don't forget to check out BTSYA to find out more about the ninth
3: annual Be The Star You Are essay contest I'm Young Juan. And I'm Kaye Kelly. Thank you for always tuning in every week. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions, so email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, Get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity and sign up for our free newsletter. And make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are alive. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks to our great guests. And until next week, remember, express yourself.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. If you would let yourself